it's the next level. Lucky Yates. Hey there, this is Jimmy Simpson. Hello, this is Brad Sherwood. Hi, this is Claire Coffey. This is Andy Daly. Hey there, this is Kevin Durant. Hi, I'm Chris Parnell. Hey, this is DJ Fine. Hey, y'all, this is David Hoffman. You are listening to Next Level Have Fun. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the spotlight here on Next Level. I'm your host, Ben Beck, and I'm extremely excited to be joined by my guest this time around because I've been a fan for such a long time. His list of accolades... Let's face it, if I went through them all, I wouldn't have any time to talk to them. So, talk to them. So, uh, I'll just go through a couple of my favorites from TV. You've got shows like The Office, American Dad, Goldbergs. On the movie side of things, you've got films like Out Cold, The Dukes of Hazard, and of course, Anchorman 1 and 2. He's here in the Philly area this weekend performing multiple shows at Helium Comedy Club. Please welcome the one and only Mr. David Keckner. David, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, as I said, yeah, I've, I've been a fan for such a long time. I mean, even going back before Anchorman, I, I knew who you were. So it was deep cuts, folks. Yeah, man. I, I, deep cuts. I had to throw out cold in there too. Cause out cold nice. is just, yeah, you were probably in high school then. I, oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure I probably, I might have, I might have even been in middle school. I'm not sure. Oh, what, that's awesome. What year was out yeah. cold? 2000. Oh no, I was out of high school. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was I was in college at the time of. Yeah, they were gonna make it an R-rated movie, but that's when that controversy came in about you know kids sneaking into R-rated movies, they'd buy a <laughs> ticket for something else, and then sneak in to an R-rated movie, and they were cracking down on that and really just being really stringent on what you know kids could watch. So it went from an R-rated movie, which was the one we shot, and they had to trim a lot of stuff out, and it became PG-13. Yeah. It was still, still a fun picture. Oh, it's still an absolutely fun picture, even though it's it's got the PG thirteen rating. Uh, I want to start things off too by saying I I just I follow you on Instagram, I follow you on Twitter, and I just noticed I wanted to say uh, happy anniversary. You and your wife just celebrated oh, twenty you. years. Yeah, yeah, we went to went to Italy. It was fantastic. I, I can only I, I'm, 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 go ahead. No, I was just going to say I I can only imagine how beautiful it was there. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. I'm a huge history buff, so I was in hog heaven. We 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 did it right. We we splurged and and got uh, private tour guides uh, every time, and just you know, you can really only scratch the surface. We were there for two weeks, but it you could spend uh, you know three months in Rome if yeah. you really wanted to do it right. Uh, and I love all of it. I love the stories. I love to see how things were built, why they were built. Well, yeah, just it's remarkable. Yeah. Well, that's that's a hell of a way to spend uh, like a milestone uh, of twenty years too. Because nowadays, uh, you know, it, it's one thing to say happy anniversary, but it's you kind of have to say congratulations because in the world that we live in now, <laughs> you know, twenty years is almost unheard of now. Unfortunately, yeah, twenty years, twenty years, five kids—that's that's unheard of to me. <laughs> but that's that's where I live. I mean, I never would have conceived that that was going to be the way my wife, well, my wife, my life was going to be. You know, uh, yeah. but but there it is, and then you just live it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you've been in town already. I think you performed already one show last night at Helium. Yeah, last night. A great crowd and a lot of fun. This isn't your first time to to Helium either, is it? No, I think I was here five years ago. Okay, 
Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's a great club. I've been there a number of times, and it's it, it's one of those clubs that's just really built specifically yep. just for comedy, and it's it's perfect. Yep, the, the arrange. It's, sometimes it's just the way they design the room, and they've got a good one there. It's uh, it's, it's uh, like it's got a good bounce, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I mentioned you've got two more nights. Uh, you're going to be there tonight and tomorrow night, seven thirty and ten o'clock. Uh, I'm uh-huh. actually going to be at your ten o'clock show tonight. So, Love it, and um, um, that's the one that I, that I promised to make that one go off the rails. Okay, good, that perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know it, it really? Uh, for somebody like me, you know, who's been such a long, uh, a fan for such a long time, I knew you came from sketch comedy. I know you did like SNL and you worked with Conan for uh, quite a while. And I, I never really saw you as, or I didn't know rather, I, I want to word it properly. I didn't know that you were a stand up comic at the same right. time. I always saw you more of just a, a comedic actor, but I know you came up you know, looking into it, you came up through Chicago under the tutelage of Del Close, who yes. is, I mean, r- renowned for improvisational mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah. He was a legendary teacher. Yeah. So, I mean, I have to imagine that when you were, when you were learning from him and you were working with him and, and then onwards to second city and, and such, did you know the good hands that you were under? You don't. I mean, looking back, you think, Wow, how incredible, how incredibly lucky I was. Uh, when you're there, you know it's important and you're studying with Dell and, it, you know, it feels important even then because, you know, this isn't just some guy spouting off. You know, he's talking about, you know, playing archetypes in comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what's it like if you decided your character was fire? Not literally, but if you use that as a way to you know, inform your character for the scene. Uh, so, it, it, you know, he'd be talking about Joseph Campbell in, uh, in class and, you know, heroes and gods and how all of these things figure into comedy. So at that point, you kind of get it like, this is really high level stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was great. And looking back, you know, I'm so fortunate to be there during that nine years that I was there. There's all these incredible people I was working with the entire time who've gone on to all be huge stars, you know, from yeah. Stephen Colbert to Steve Carell to Adam McKay to Tina Fey to Amy Poehler. Uh, the list goes on. And plus tons of writers that aren't household names that, you know, like the head writer for uh, for Colbert for years uh, was a buddy of mine, and we were in a sketch group together, went through class together. Uh, I came up with Chris Farley. Uh, it's just, you know, incredible the, the amount of people that came through that nine years and all have made it and made such a big impact on comedy and show business. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you mentioned all the, all the people that, you know, that came up through that and you yourself, I mean, you're, uh, I would consider you highly successful as well. I mean, like I said, the number of things that you have done, uh, astounds me if I, if I went through them all, I, I mean, I don't even have enough time to talk to you about everything that I would love <laughs> to just talk to you about. Um, but for somebody like me who just recently, I, when I say recently, past couple years, you know, realize now that you're doing stand-up comedy, or for the people that might be coming to your show at some point this weekend who never had an idea that you did it either, right? what can they expect when they come out to your show? Yeah, it's interesting, because I, I imagine people, that they have that same impression, like, well, what's he going to do? And I do stand-up. Now, I know there's a demand that I do some lines from Anchorman <laughs> and The Office. I know that's necessary. And that does, that it will be in there. 
It's, you know, I always gauge it on how badly the people want it. There's always some drunk guy that yells whammy right away. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you're going to get it. So, and that's fun for me because it's, you know, I know that's what got them there, but I do stand up and mine is, I'd say more story based in that I talk about my family. I, like that, I've got a wife and five kids. So that certainly informs my current life. And so that's what I draw from a lot, but it's usually universal stuff. Like if I'll bring up the recorder, every parent in that audience goes, oh, my God, yes, the recorder. <laughs> that year of punishment that the child practiced the recorder at home. You're just like, oh, please, <laughs> let that thing over. But uh, so it's, you know, and a lot of it's uh, stuff that even if you're younger, it's stuff that you went through as well. So um, that's what my show is. I used to call it, um, it's a carnival on a 40-foot flatbed trailer. And I'm in the middle of it with a megaphone, like a carnival barker, screaming as the tent is on fire going down the road at 80 <laughs> miles an hour. That's how I like to describe my you, show. You're making me even more excited to come and see your show now tonight, Sam. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you bring up Anchorman, and I, I don't think it would be it would be impossible for me to talk to you and not bring it up in, in one way, shape, of or course. form. Um, yeah, and I've seen a number of people call Anchorman your breakout role. I've seen it numerous times, those two words put together, you uh -huh. know, breakout and Anchorman. But when you look back at your own career yourself, if you take a step back, would you consider that your breakout role? Or is there anything else that kind of stands out? Maybe your time, you know, getting a role with SNL or, or well, that was, something SNL else? was it. I mean, you're on, you get on the radar after that. Yeah. You know, I was only on one year. Uh, I had a great season. I was shocked that they didn't pick me up. It was political, actually. Uh, West Coast got involved and I had called some guy a hack who was uh, a little bit higher up, and I know that he was instrumental in trying to get me off the show. I don't do politics very well. As a friend of mine once told me, you don't suffer fools gladly, and I don't. Mm. And you have to in show business a little bit, right? you gotta, you got to eat shit sometimes. Yeah. But I don't. And so it was fine because the next year I met my wife. That's the way things were supposed to be. And then I went to L.A., and I've never, never stopped working. Yeah. You know, there's, there's never been a downtime for me. It's, it's always been great. Uh, like you said, I've got 175 credits, but there's more than that. I think probably actually at 180, they don't, they don't credit you until, um, until the movie comes out or something like that. Now I'm in a weird obsessive place where I want to get to over 200. You know, it's <laughs> kind of like a numbers game. So, uh, sometimes I'll just take a small role in an independent movie, just kind of like, okay, I'll work good. I'll work two days. I don't need to be the lead, but it's fun to pop up and like, oh, there's that guy again. <laughs> so I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, and you, you know, that one year that you did on SNL, I, I haven't as much as I used to, but I mean, coming up, I'm a huge fan of, of, of sketch comedy and stand up comedy. I've had people on my show, like, I've had a lot of the guys from like, whose line is it anyway, who were big in improv. Uh -huh. I've talked to a bunch of those, a uh, bunch of those guys. But I mean, even the year that you were on, you worked with aside people like Will Ferrell, Daryl Hammond, yep. uh, Tim Meadows, David Spade. You worked with a phenomenal cast, even that one year that yep. you were on. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, some of those guys I'd known before, obviously, uh, Tim Meadows from Chicago and Nancy Walls from Chicago. Uh, but yeah, you know, Mark McKinney was on the show then spade Norm McDonald. So yeah, it was a fantastic, uh, crew of people. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so many movies, so many films, you know, and, and television shows and stuff like that. You mentioned, you know, there's always that drunk guy that wants to hear you say whammy a lot and, yes. and such. Um, but being the, the cinephile that I am, a, a huge cinephile, good, bad, I'll watch pretty much anything. I'll give anything a shot. Uh-oh. Um, no, no, I don't mean that in a bad way. There's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you get the whammy a lot. You get the Todd Packer lines a lot. And I'm a huge fan of The Office as well. But when it comes to your list of things, uh, the one movie that I absolutely adore that you were in that I still, if I were to meet you or hope, and hopefully maybe tonight I'll get that opportunity. Uh, the one line I would give to you in hopes you would respond is new guy didn't. And in hope that you would say new guy did, because I was a huge fan of Get Smart. Ah, nice. Uh, I nice. mean, I, I know it wasn't a large role, uh, you know, that you had, but you working yeah. alongside Terry Crews as Larrabee oh, and Agent 91. Um, yeah. You know, I grew up watching the original show with Don Adams and uh-huh. was very skeptical of an idea of a, of a movie, but was sold from the moment I saw the teaser trailer with Carell trying to get out of the phone booth. And yeah. Uh, Carell's sit- always great in everything he does. He's just he's he's magic. He's marvelous. Yeah, uh, he's amazing. Uh, yeah, me and Terry Crews working together just that was awesome. <laughs> I, I was surprised that they didn't put something else together for us after I- that because I thought we had great chemistry, uh, a true um, affection for one another as friends, folks. Um, so yeah, I love Terry and uh, look forward to doing something with him again. But then, you know, got to play with The Rock. I mean, that was, yeah. that was, that was, that was a lot of fun. And it's, it's funny that you bring that up, too, that, that you were surprised they didn't do anything with the two of you because Bruce and Lloyd, uh, you know, Masioka and Nate Torrance got a spinoff film, even if it was direct yeah. to DVD. But I would have loved to have seen a Larrabee and Agent 91 spinoff. I know. Uh, that would have been better. They'd asked me to do that, <laughs> and I said, probably not. And then they called me and said, so your call time for tomorrow. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I said, I said no. Uh, just cause I felt like I don't need to be in this straight to DVD thing when these other two guys are going to be the lead. I, I, you know, there's one thing I'll play support to a lot of people, but it's like, uh, come on. Yeah. I think, I think, I think, uh, something else may have been funnier. Like, like you said, you know, 99 and, and, and Larrabee. So. I, yeah. I, I, I thought that sometimes I, I do turn things down. <laughs> well, I mean, I, know, if you look at my resume, you're like, God, this guy will do anything. You know, Piranha Three Double D is on there. <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy movie is on there. Oh yeah, I forgot but, about that one. You know, part of that is I have five kids, and that's <laughs> yeah. the reality. You've, You've got to make a work. living. Yeah, you know, Piranha Three Double D paid a lot of money. I have to send five kids to college. <laughs> So that's uh, that's the economic reality. Yeah, you do what you got to do. Um, there is there's a perception people think you do one one movie, you're a millionaire, right? But the thing is, even if you had a million dollars, it doesn't go that far. First of all, you only get half of it after commissions and taxes, and then L.A. is an incredibly expensive place to live. Yeah. You know, you're you're paying you know a million dollars for a house that anywhere else is three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, and then there's all the upkeep. I can only imagine. Yeah, I, I can all the kids to school. <laughs> I can only imagine because I mean I've been to L.A. But uh, you know, and I understand like people like you who who live there because it's it's more convenient. You're closer to you know to work. It's easier to get the work that you want. But for somebody like me who 
it isn't in that industry, it's great to visit, but I would never want to live. Like it's, no. it's, it's, it's too much. You know, I love LA though. It just, it's, it's got everything you want. The weather's perfect every day. Uh, and everything you like to do is there. Do you like to hike? Well, there's a hill, uh, you know, five minutes away. that has got a wonderful walking trail. Do you like the ocean? 15 minutes. Do you like the beach? Right by the ocean. Yeah. Do you like to ski? It's an hour away. It's everything. Do you like the desert? High desert, low desert. Which one do you want? Pick it. It's all there. Yeah. So it's kind of a perfect area. And, but it's like you said, it's just really expensive. It's really expensive. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's gotten crazy. Just just the prices. Because, you know, we, we got to five kids who so were looking for a bigger house. But, you know, like, my God, <laughs> just to, to, to pay the property tax on these houses a year is some people's salary. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, you know, the big, and that's going to be every year for the rest of your life. So you've got to be prepared to pay that much. And that's just for your property tax. So, you know, those are those are really big issues to take into consideration. And it's because of those issues that you'll have those moments where you'll pop up in a movie and everybody will be like, wow, he, he did that? <laughs> Why did he do that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, at most of your career, you've been primarily known, obviously, for the comedic roles uh, at this point. But you've mentioned other people that you've worked with, like Farrell and Steve Carell and, and such, who have kind of crossed that line into the dramatic. And I know you've you've kind of done a little bit. I know you did Cheap Thrills, which is more of a dark comedy, and, and you did a couple episodes of uh, Twitter. Twin Peaks, but would yeah. you would you ever do you have any interest in crossing that line and doing something more leading man dramatic over the comedy? Oh, of course, of course. If that opportunity presents itself, I'll absolutely do it. Yeah, because I think um, it would be interesting. Yeah, and why not? You got to stretch. Yeah, you know, Chief Thrills was much different than anything I've ever done before. Unlike that, Twin Peaks. Come on. Yeah, I got to be on Twin Peaks. Yeah, that even yeah even that, it's that not was awesome. Yeah, that that was pretty cool. That's one of those moments yeah. like you watch and when you see you pop up you're like oh that's really cool it's fun i got a fun job like like last year i shot this thing called misfits and monsters with bobcat goldblade who was one of my heroes mm -hmm. he is fantastic he's everything he's a writer he's a director he's a phenomenal stand-up um and so he had written a part for me and this anthology series which is out now it'll probably it airs this week uh, my episode uh, but to me, that's so flattering. And then I get to play a guy that turns into a werewolf. Come on. <laughs> Where else are you going to do that? Yeah. That's, this summer uh, in Atlanta, Danny Gould, who's a good friend of mine, he's got a show called Stand Against Evil. Oh, I love he it. He wrote a part for me where I play. I don't know if I can tell you, but. Uh, we, we can, well, we, you don't have to I'm, say it, but we can just look forward yeah. to seeing you. It's it's fantastic. I got to play this strange wonderful character and it's like you know after you're in show business long enough you got friends that create their own shows and they say i want you to do this show for me and that's very flattering yeah you know i'm a i'm a fan of dana's i'm a fan of bobcat you know and then i get them they they thought it of like i wrote something for you and i'm like oh my god 
How great is that? Well, I think one of the funniest places I've ever seen you pop up that I, I wasn't expecting it. You did an episode of uh, Rhett and Link's Buddy System. And yes. I, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Good Mythical Morning. And when I watch, you know, I love Rhett and Link and, uh, and I, I watch them every morning. And now in the summer, they're every other. And uh, I watched Buddy System and seeing you pop up in, in that just brought a huge smile to my face. Oh, that's great. That's great. Another strange character, half clown, <laughs> half wounded Vietnam vet. <laughs> yes. Strange. And I get to do that. Yeah, it's, it's great. And of course, you, you've done like things like, I, I've never seen it, but I know you do like voiceover for Captain Underpants and. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's think, so much. I do four or five. I do, I do Bill Burr's Ephesus family. <laughs> you know, you talk about, talk about flattering. Yeah. Bill is the best comic working today and we're buddies and he asked me to come do a show and I'm like, yes. And it's, it's so funny. It's <laughs> and so remarkable. I've, I've seen, yeah. the, I've seen the first couple episodes of that. I haven't uh, been caught up with it, but I, I did enjoy what I saw. So it's still in my queue yeah, on, on Netflix. It's really good. And Mike Price, a uh, longtime Simpsons writer is the head writer for this show. Just can't say enough great stuff about him. Yeah. Incredible. Just I, incredible. I know the other project that you were a part of that I absolutely love. I've actually been rewatching the past five seasons and I love it every time your character pops up. I am a massive fan of the Goldbergs. It is probably, oh, nice. it is probably in like it, within my top five favorite sitcoms ever, as well wow. as The Office, which cool. you were also a part of. Um, yeah. and you know, now that you're not, your, your daughter Lainey, uh, you know, Bill's daughter Lainey is, yeah. is engaged to Barry and are we, are we going to see more of Bill coming up? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm Good. doing a bunch of episodes this fall. And for that very reason, because, you know, now I've got, uh, you know, to compete with the mother-in-law. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's going to, that's going to be some fun scenes. Uh, Wendy is just a phenomenal actress. She's fantastic. It doesn't get enough recognition. Just she kills it on that show. She, the, the, two, yeah. the two episodes that I absolutely love that you were on and you, it, it's funny that you bring up Wendy because she's one of the, the other reason why I love it. There's the episode where, um, you, uh, Wendy comes to your house to try and get you to come back as, um, uh, for the life of me, my, as much as I've been rewatching the show so much and the father's name, I'm blanking. Um, oh, to, to Jeff Garland's, Garland's, Jeff Garland's yeah. character. Yeah. Um, oh God, it's, it's, there's the episode where you two build a friendship and you try to open up to him and it kind of ends the friendship and Wendy comes back to, to bring you back. Um, but also the Thanksgiving episode that you did in season four. Yes. When you try to deep fry the turkey. Right. With, she and I are competing. Yeah. Yes, that was awesome. The competing Thanksgiving. So I'm glad that you're going to be back on the show because I, I love when you pop up and I love that show. So, uh, yeah, I do too. And people, yeah, I have a great, great passion for that show. And so, yeah, it's fun to, fun to play with that. And again, play with great actors. Yeah. I, I know that, um, the actress that plays Lainey, AJ, is it Michaela? Uh, yeah. Michaela. She's going to be in the spinoff. Um, are, yes. does, are they going to bring you over for that as well? That they're, they're kind of deciding which to, what to do a little bit of both. You know, because they're different years. Those are the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. So I think, I don't know if that's problematic, but they're thinking about that. That's good. I'd, I'd like to see it. It'd be cool to see a little bit of a crossover for you on that one as well. Yeah, why not, right? Yeah. 
Uh, before I let you go, there's one more thing I wanted to talk to you about, and I'm hoping um, uh, that you could take a minute to tell me a little bit about it. Uh, give me some information on Big Slick Celebrity Weekend, because I, oh, sure. I, I found this, and I think this is this is great. Um, I do a charity event every year as well for Children's Hospital here in Philadelphia. We don't, oh. we don't make millions like that you guys do, but we've, we've made a couple thousand dollars every year and it, it, it always feels good to, to help the way we do. Uh, but this looks like a, a, a massively great event that you guys do every year. Yeah. It, this is our ninth year. It's a benefit for Children's Mercy Hospital there in Kansas City. Uh, I do it along with, uh, other Kansas Cityans. Uh, uh, Paul Rudd, Rob Riggle, Eric Stone Street, and Jason Sudeikis, they're all from there or in the area. And my wife's from there, and I'm from near there. So we host it, and then we bring in about 20 to 25 of our celebrity friends, and we all go to the hospital and visit the kids. And then that day we play a celebrity softball game at Kauffman Stadium. And then we uh, hang out with all the sponsors that have, have come to pay and hang out with celebrities. And then we go um, the next morning, go to the hospital again, visit the kids. And then we uh, do a bowling event where people can bowl with celebrities, which is another you know angle on the fundraiser. And then that night we put on a huge show at the Midland Theater where it's, it's part comedy, part auction, and part just crazy fun. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds fantastic, and it, it, I'm hoping uh, after reading into it a little bit more, especially like the bowling element of it, because that's not something you see every day, like a bowling tournament where people get to come out and bowl with you guys. Um, like this is legitimately something that I would look into making the trip out to Kansas City to be a part of. Yeah, so well, I, you got to get your tickets early. It is, uh, it's. Um <clears throat> it sells out in five minutes. Really? But as a press credential, you can contact uh, actually my publicist and, and, and talk to her about that. Uh, I know that there's, you know, she's had to limit the number of, of, of requests we actually get because there's so many. Yeah. The Today Show came out and Al Roker came and did the whole weekend. The week before, the year before, he came out and did a, a segment on it. And he loved it so much that he came out and participated in the whole weekend. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Rich, Rich Eisen broadcasted from uh, Kauffman Stadium doing his show. Uh, so, yeah, it was a big weekend this year. It was it was a lot of fun. I will I will for sure look into possibly – I'll have to reach out to your publicist to see if uh, yeah. maybe I can get on that, that exclusive list to come out. That, there you go. It sounds like it would be phenomenal. Uh, but yeah, as I mentioned earlier at the top of the uh, conversation, you have two shows this weekend at Helium. You've already performed last night. You've got uh, four more shows, two tonight, 7.30 and 10 o'clock. Uh, again, 7 o'clock or 7.30 and 10 o'clock tomorrow night. Uh, but uh, on top of that, we have a national reach for this show. So uh, if anybody's here not on the East Coast, unable to see you, I know you're going to be performing at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco next weekend, yep. July 27th through the 29th. You're going to be at the Orlando Improv August 17th through the 19th and Liberty Funny Bone um, uh, September 28th through the 30th. Yeah. So we're, we're doing shows. Yeah. Um, but uh, shows. the symphony of chaos tour. I can't wait. I'm so looking forward to coming out tonight. <laughs> I, I really am uh, for more information on all those dates, as well as links to your Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, as well as your YouTube channel too, full on Keckner, which I've watched. Um, God, the interview, the diner stuff that you did with like Bill Hader and Amy Poehler, and it, it just cracks me up. Um, oh, that, uh, that, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I think that was for College Humor that you did. 
a bunch okay, of those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, everybody can check all that stuff out at your website, davidkechner.com. Uh, but David, thank you so much for spending some time with me. This has been a pleasure. Absolutely. Right on. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. So uh, for everybody else listening, you can check out us, nextlevelradioonline.com, and of course, facebook.com slash nextlevelradio. But until next time, we'll see you under the spotlight. Take care.